The Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM. The Fan, thanks everybody for joining us today. Uh, brought to you in part by News Nation. Want the news without the noise? News Nation is news for all of America. Reporting all sides, no spin, no agendas. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. Okay, this is going to be fun. Tim Allen the host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing post-game show. You see him and, and read his tweets on Twitter, at Tim Allen Rants. Tim, uh, so Dan Plesak was on a couple breaks ago, a couple blocks ago, and I, I am I, I cannot help but be the much younger person that I was, the kid that I was collecting those 1987 tops mm-hmm. wood grain bordered cards with Dan Plesak on them. I he yeah. he instantly transports me to that time. Does he does does he do that with you? All, all the time, all the time. I'm I'm right there with him. I mean, I, I don't know our age difference, but uh, probably is not that far off. But I'm right there with him, and that's the that's the little kid in you with regards to baseball and, and sports in general. I mean, it, it does lead you back to, you know, the, collecting your cards and how, you know, I always refer to this, Kevin, and you can, you can probably relate as well. Sam and I were just talking about it over the weekend, how you kind of went through your, your baseball cards and you, you kind of, at least I did, I sat down on the floor and it was like a graph it was just like across the top 11 across 11 down and you were just by sorting by team and then by players and it, it that's part of the game that's part of the little kid in the game and and these players have gone through it too now there may have been some changes over the years in terms of can and this would be the biggest change for me can can kids afford to collect baseball cards yeah can do kids can they? Can families afford to go out and buy a good glove and new baseballs? Can they afford the catcher's gear? Can they afford all this stuff? That to me is, has changed the landscape, Kevin. Because you know, drive through Milwaukee on a Saturday morning and compare 2022 here to I don't know 1978 or or even 86. Okay, you will not see an open ballpark. Because that's just what they did. That's just what we did at that time was we'd take your bike down to the park or walk down to the park. You'd have three or four guys. And by the end of the afternoon, <laughs> there was like 12 or 14 guys and you got a game going here. It was like Field of Dreams in Iowa. Just People just started showing up. It's not like that anymore. But uh, for, for those of us at a certain age range, it, it still brings us back to being a kid. It's it is interesting the things you learned from it because we had a field in my neighborhood and and so you if you got enough guys together you could play. Well, the field we had was based on uh, the fences were property lines. They were literal fences. And because of it, we had this super short right field fence and I learned to become <laughs> an opposite field hitter on that field, man. <laughs> there you go. And in even basketball courts these days, you just see them empty so much and that that to me is is not an affordability thing either. You need a basketball. That's yeah. what you need to shoot some hoops, right? Yeah, and I don't want to be shaking my fist at clouds, but I but there's there's no question that just for me personally, the more time that I put down that device and I start going out and doing stuff, the better I feel on the inside. It's really no, true. That's okay to be the get off my lawn guy. That's that's fine. <laughs> Tim, you the best part about this is we get to do this on a Brewers off day and we get to do it in a game right after a game in which the Brewers put up 10 because 
I don't have to come at you with the same three questions that you mm-hmm. get every time you talk to somebody here. I get to say stuff like, Tim, how cool is it that Rowdy Telez goes yard in the first, goes yard in the second, walks in the sixth, and the Brewers seemed to have a semblance of an assembly line on offense yesterday. It was a nice feeling. It, it was a nice feeling, and it, and it was in a t- attack mode also. And we discussed that on, on the show yesterday, that if you look at the first six hitters uh, in a five-run inning for the Brewers, what six of them swung, four of the six were two pitches or less. One was three pitches, and the other was Yelich, who always tends to go deep. Swing the bat, Yelich. Although he is getting on base, so I, I, I don't have too much to complain about with, with that regard. But they finally attacked. There was two stolen bases in that inning. There was a, an attempted sacrifice bunt that ended up just a beautiful bunt base hit by Jace Peterson. You got on the attack mode, and that was good to see. It, it boils down to, is the offense going to be good enough? Are they going to be an elite or great offense? No, they're just not. Everybody knows it. I think they know it. They'll probably admit it to you that we're not going to be a great offense, but we are going to be a good one. That's where I think I've, I've shown a little patience with. Uh, there's some frustration that, that pops up from time to time. But I, I do believe that uh, they are going to be an above-average offense. I do. And, but they've got to get healthy. I mean, I thought I read something uh, this morning that – you know, with all your main A lineup guys, you've had four games this year with the likes of Renfro and 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 Wong and and Omar all in the lineup, Luis Urias and Willie Adamas all taking time uh, out with injuries. Four games thus far with your best lineup on the field. So hopefully that'll change. And and if clearly if you get your best lineup on the field, your your offense is going to um, be a little more productive. But how much more productive? That's the key. I, I know everybody wants 2018 Yelich back. I would love 2018 Lorenzo Kane. He would have been uh, just a a nice table setter for the folks in the in the middle of the order. But of course, we we don't live in 2018. It was a fun no. year, but it's gone. And and so Tyrone Taylor, I think, becomes that guy. How comfortable are you playing Tyrone Taylor as your everyday center fielder? Not uh, although. I'm not 100% comfortable with it. He, he's been known to get on a little hot streak here and there. And, you know, since it's not Lorenzo Cain, then you saw what they did with Jonathan Davis. Swept him up and swept him in and, and got him going. And, and got him. That's where they're at here. So, you know, we're, you know, a month and uh, about a week away from the trade deadline. That's what we're looking at. I, I would be shocked if they didn't get an outfielder. Right? I would be I would be blown away if they didn't acquire an outfielder to some capacity. I don't know who it is. I don't know how how good he's going to be. But unless you're going to go down and try and resurrect a Corey Ray, unless you're going to uh, grab one of your prospects up before their time, and unless you're going to re-sign Lorenzo Cain, unless you're going to you know go with a David Dahl, you're going to have to get an outfielder. And it could be a game changer. One guy, someone asked me the other day, Kevin, you know, is one guy really going to make the difference with this crappy offense? It did last year. Look at Willie Adamas. That was one guy. One guy came in. It changed everything. The whole landscape changed. It was 30 games over 500 from the day he set foot into Milwaukee. So it can happen, yes. And, and then the other half of – acquiring that outfielder is is how and that's that's the other question i would have is any idea as to how they might go about getting that outfielder what do you give up 
Yeah, you do have uh, some prospect capital now for the first time in a long time. You obviously have the pitching, both at the big league and the minor league level, and now you've got guys that are, you know, probably uh, Mr. Kevin Holden, I would think. You may uh, agree with this, maybe a two years away mm-hmm. on the on the position player side. Um, Weimer and Joe Gray Jr., Hedbert Perez, Sal Freelich, uh, Garrett Mitchell, all these guys. These are they, Some of these guys are going to be really, really good Major League Baseball players in a Brewers uniform. Some of, some of them are. They're not all going to miss. They're not. When you, when you get six or seven of them grouped together, they're not all going to miss. So even if one or two pops up and, and crops up to be uh, you know, a star player, that's good. Look at, the, look at the group that came through in the early 2000s. They didn't expect all of them to hit. Look at, look at J.J. Hardy and Corey Hart and Fielder and Weeks, you know, and then Braun short, shortly after that. I mean, they didn't expect every single one of them to work out. It just turned out that they all turned out to be at least solid, if not star to superstar players at that time. I'm, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen with this group, but their strength in numbers and just play the odds. Some of them are going to work out. So which ones? That's the key. Are you ready to part with some of those guys or one of those guys when you package it up with possibly a big league pitcher? Now, I know that, they're Kevin, they're going to be a little gun-shy when it comes to moving a starter at the big league level. Those of you that are screaming for Hauser and Lauer or one of these guys to go, I think the organization is a little gun-shy to do that just based on the injuries that we've seen in the rotation this year. That could cost you a deep run in the playoffs if you start getting too cute and start moving big league talent. So I would look at it as the prospect sort of uh, move for an outfielder. I like the idea that uh, the the Brewers value the pitching that they have because it, it means they haven't forgotten not just their roots, but the roots of like 28 of the major league franchises where finding quality pitching and developing quality pitching was this most elusive quality that the Dodgers and Cardinals found out how to do and the Yankees bought and everybody else was just pitching poor. And and it's it's interesting to see the Brewers get to that spot, but not just interesting, it's no coincidence that four consecutive playoff appearances for this team for a team that had four in its history before 2018. This is crazy. Right? And and pitching is the middle of that. And it is, man, you and I did how many segments where it's like, how do they fill in behind Giovanni Gallardo? How do they <laughs> fill in behind, you know? We did that for a decade. And now, they the, if they get healthy, and that's a big if with when you're talking about arms, but if they get healthy, you almost are going to have trouble finding the spots yep. on the roster for all the talented pitchers that you have. Good problem to have. It just in case Stearns can't pull the Houdini magic and and grab a couple of relievers or a reliever to supplement that bullpen, it wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Hauser, a guy like Ashby, just gets you know elbowed into that bullpen and and not only just be be good in that bullpen. I mean, look at Adrian Hauser for example. If you got to move him out of the rotation at some point. That's a good problem to have because then you get a big ground ball in the sixth inning of a game that is super tight, a one-run game where you got your bullpen's been overworked for two or three games of a series. You got to go to Hauser there in a three-two uh, game, and you just went with Box Williams Hater the night before. Got's a little overworked. You need something. You need a ground ball. There's two on uh, and uh, and two out in a big spot against a big hitter. 
that could be Adrian Hauser. So because he's he's on a bad roll, let's face it. He he is. His last six starts, six plus ERA. I mean, you you have to consider the fact that Adrian, you gotta get it together, dude. You gotta get it together. We we can't have you going out there and, and with a six plus ERA and, and expect uh you to keep us in a ball game. So it wouldn't surprise me if that sort of thing happened as well. But a good problem to have if if everyone's healthy and you got to start bumping guys. Are you okay if nothing changes at third the rest of the year? And I know right now it's Peterson and and Mike Brasso, and I know that once Colton Wong is back, Luis Arias goes into that that mix at third. Are you okay if the trade market does not mention third, if the Brewers just don't touch anything at third base? Well, um, yes, and and here's why. Luis Urias might be, Kevin, one of the most unlucky young baseball players in the last few years. I mean, he just can't stay on the field for a, a long amount of time. Whether it's, uh, you know, not getting a, a bunch of A-Bs in, in spring training. Heck, I think it was first or second at-bat of his first game in Cactus League. He gets hurt, and he's, you know, that... that, that uh, really prevented him from making the opening day roster. He was rehabbing and doing this, and then he, you know, there was a thumb injury. He just can't. It's just some untimely luck for him. You just look at his numbers, though, last year, and there's something to at least be positive about. The 23-75, decent eye at the plate. You're seeing him go deep into some counts. And then once he does get in a rhythm a little bit, I think I'm okay with that. And that uh, piggyback that with Jace Peterson and Mike Brasso go back to the roles that they acquired them for. They didn't acquire these guys to be starters. They didn't. So let's let's hold off on, on getting on Jace and, and Brasso for not doing their job, uh, either defensively or, or offensively. That, that wasn't their role. That's not the type of player they are. Now, I, I don't want to knock the guys. I'm sure they want to start. They're ball players and they're competitive. But that's not the roles that they that they have. So if you put Louie back at third, that's the way you go. Colton Wong, you have some you have some versatility here in that whatever they're going to do with Keston Hira, now you can at least shove him out there to play defensively, whether it's uh, at second base, the DH, or Louie moves uh, into that DH, or you know, so there's so much versatility here. If at the end of the day we got to stick with Louie, that's fine. But I don't think he's a cleanup hitter. No. I just that that I, I'm a little leery on, Kevin. Speaking with Tim Allen, the host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show on 1250 AM the fan. Twitter is at Tim Allen Rants. And it's been interesting this year, uh, because we have a Tim and Tim post game show a lot of nights. And Tim Stadium Shea. Stadium Shea. And and look, man, I you know, I've I've known that guy for a little while before before his <laughs> return to the fan. And uh, I got to say, you, you know the old line from Airplane, you try dragging Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes? Yeah, you yeah. are doing a fantastic job dragging Tim Shea through those postgame shows. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for him because his boy Peter Strezlecki got sent back down. And, <laughs> you know, that, that was his dude. I, I think he may have uh, bought a uh, jersey, a T-shirt jersey of Strezlecki. <laughs> it's not uh, Tim Stadium Shea anymore. It's Tim the Raging Canadian Shea. Yeah, that's what I hear. There's some Canadian thing going on with so, him. So okay, and I and I don't want to steal his story from him, but but apparently he was indeed born he in was. Canada. According to him, his parents were on vacation in Canada, and he was born like early and all that, and so he he is he has Canadian citizenship. Tim, we just 
roasted him this weekend. <laughs> roasted him. He was you you know we did yesterday on Telemundo and uh Tim Tim was there and he, the anthems played. It goes Canadian national anthem first and then American national anthem and and then Tim walked into the booth. Timmy walked into the booth and I, I yelled at him. We were in a commercial break and he walked in. I said, "You missed your anthem." And he's like, "Star Spangled Banner." I'm like, "No, your anthem." <laughs> yep. I, like we seriously, I have I have made more maple syrup, McKenzie Brothers, Tim Hortons jokes in the last 72 hours than I have yep. made in my lifetime. Yeah, he's he's becoming a uh, young and rising star on the fan staff. <laughs> He's he's man, I I really do love him to death. So I'm glad you guys are working together. I enjoy listening to the post game show. I enjoy razzing him just as much. Sam enjoys uh, challenging us a little bit on a daily basis on this show with a little segment called Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Isn't that right, Sam? Come on now and try to <laughs> understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights, gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that night, gourmet popcorn. Cherry sweet corn or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights gourmet popcorn. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. there's that since Tenacious D, I haven't heard anything sound so Jack Black. It's just amazing. So this is Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Night's Gourmet Popcorn providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 1250 AM The Fan and you get 20% off. What do we got, Sammy? All right. A quick recap of Friday's draft. It was Adam Roberts, Toby Altizer, and myself. So being the fact that we were playing the Blue Jays this past week, and we also learned that Tim Stadium Shea, a.k.a. Tim the Raging Canadian Shea, was also from Canada. We decided to do... Players that have played in Canada for the pro teams or either players that were born in Canada. And uh, surprisingly, I thought we were doing our favorites, but it turned out to be like the greatest of all time. So Adam Roberts had the great one, Wayne Gretzky, on his team. He won in a landslide with 48% of the vote. Toby finished in second with 27%. I finished in third with 24%. So the standings are, I don't know, I'm sure you remember, Tim, we reset the standings for season three in draft mockery. It's an early it's an early ball game right now. I'm currently in the lead with three wins. Evan Heffelfinger has one win. Tim Stadium Shea has one. Tim, you also have one. And Adam Roberts now on the board with a win. So Kevin, a couple wins here, you know, filling in and all that. You could be, you know, in contention for draft mockery for weeks to come. I could be a, a, a sort of a rookie of the year contender, newcomer. Right. So we've kind of been tossing this idea around for draft mockery for a couple weeks, and I've always wanted to make sure we do it with Tim Allen. As a, ho- as a participant for this draft. So without further ado, today's draft will be the greatest baseball names 
of all time. Oh. It can be actual like legal names. It can be, you know how we always refer to like some players by their nicknames, like Rowdy Telez yeah. and all that. It can also be those names as well. So that'll be our draft topic for today. The order, Tim, you'll actually have the first overall pick. I will go second. And then Kevin, because Toby had the first pick last week, you'll yeah. be going third. All right? No worries. All right, Tim. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, I was given a heads up on this, so I, I did a little check in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one in the upstairs uh, computer bank between the ears. Yeah, I could come up with a lot. I have uh, three of my four are Brewers sort of connected, believe it or not. But this first one, <laughs> okay, I, I'm a little surprised that, that I'm going to go here. But this first one should win, just win it across the board. Okay, it's, it should be over. Let's not even draft the rest. Just I win. <laughs> this is a Jordan okay. Jordan esque yeah. dra- draft figure. Yeah, this this is huge. Not a lot of people have heard of this man, but he played in the 30s and 40s. Oh boy! And he he played for um, Giants and White Sox, <laughs> maybe Pirates. Actually played in the uh, Brewers system. Believe it or not, the Milwaukee Brewers minor league club. In the 30s and 40s. I think he was there in the 30s. Casey Stengel was the manager of that team, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, His name, and and this is no joke, and I don't think I'm overstepping on FCC. (laughs) No, we might might push the limits here, but I don't think we're going to overstep. Yeah. This is his name. Yeah. I mean, this is the baseball name, okay? Johnny Dickshot. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was putting together my big board and all that for the draft. And the names from the 30s and back then in baseball, we could just do one just on that just like then. time period. Yep. So Donny, Johnny Dickshot, first Johnny pick Dickshot. in yeah. today's he, draft. Uh, yeah, he's actually from just south of the uh, border here, right over in Waukegan. All right, fair enough. Uh, great first pick, Tim. Just legendary. <laughs> It'll be forever remembered in draft mockery history on WSSP. But anyways, my first pick. I'm going to go a little more a little more recent here. He's a coach, and he was a player at the time. Give me Rusty Koontz. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. The the thing that I remember about him in this in this era, am I right? He was the White Sox first base coach when that dude came out of the stands and was trying to. Oh like, yeah, go after. I believe so. Yeah. Yes, yes. But but uh, good career. I mean, that just that's just the most recent memory. May still be coaching too. I'm not sure. So yeah, I think that a lot of these names are going to be. Uh, Testing some boundaries. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, even a little more recent than both of those, current, I believe current coach and definitely a former player, St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. my first selection will be Stubby Clapp. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thought about him, was on the board for He me. was on yes. my board for sure. <laughs> Tim. Oh, man. Right. You know, I, I wanted <laughs> to play it right down the middle of the fairway here, and, and, and I've always one of my favorite players of all time and, and as a kid was Hal McCray. I don't know why. I'm not going to choose him. I, I, I just I love the name, the name Hal McRae. Yeah. It just screams baseball, doesn't it? Yep. It yeah. just. But I won't take him. I'd be remiss if I didn't take right-handed pitcher Jim Brewer. There you go. Oh. Actually spelled B-R-E-W-E-R. Jim Brewer. All right. This is my second pick. I thought we were just going to keep you know, going downhill and all that, so I'm glad we're back on track for a little bit. For, for now. now. Yeah, for now. Okay, for now. For I now. might lose my job after this, but yeah. oh well. Anyway. All right. Uh, with my second pick, give me more modern player. Give me Coco Crisp. Yeah, that's that's an automatic in this kind of draft. I mean, it's just it's one thing to like you know be named by cereal, but Coco Crisp. 
Stays Come delicious on. in milk. Right. So that'll I mean, be my second pick. Kevin, your second pick. So I, I'm going to go back here, go go with a little bit of uh, 80s, 80s here, and a guy who was the bane of Billy Martin's existence for uh, for a brief time. Oh, yeah. Shooty Babbitt. <laughs> okay. He's one time. One time he told Earl Weaver, "If I ever have Shooty Babbitt playing second base again, shoot me." Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I, I I hope I'm wrong when I made this statement for my next pick. Years ago, I made a statement that says, "You know, the only way the Brewers are going to win the World Series is if they pick up this guy as as a reliever." <laughs> Because he's just so connected. His name is Nick Beerbrot. Yes. Oh, I like what you're doing here, Tim. Oh, he's Nick. pandering for sure. Yes. Beerbrot. Perfect. All right. This is this is a Wisconsin draft at a Wisconsin sports talk station. That and, yes. and dude, you're you're center cut with this. This is good. Well, it was until my next pick. Oh. I'll be the one to get us back off track here. here this is once again in a very, very old baseball name back from probably even before maybe even the thirties and all that. It's his it's his name though. Give me Cannonball Titcomb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what was my first pick? Um am I allowed to repeat him back to back? Sure. Sure. All right, Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> and then what what did you just take? Cannonball Titcomb. Gotcha. Check. And check. Third pick uh for for me here as I try to steer us in the other direction as fast as we can. Uh, oh, well. I think uh, also a former Oakland Athletic. I could be wrong about that. I remember he played for the Expos. Razor Shines. Oh, oh, that was, oh you. I was going to go off the grid and that was going to be my last pick. Are yeah. you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, baby. Hold, wow. It's incredible what happens to draft mockery and Rami's not here. It gets it, really no competitive. No way. <laughs> I, th- I totally thought I was going to be able to get that <clears throat> in the last round. Damn. And then Tim was also trying to do it. Man, snuck him hold through. Hold on. Uh, you know what? Waste some time. I got to go grab my list. I got hold on. <laughs> He's going to grab his list. Feet away. <laughs> I love the fact that we have 130 years of history and we're basically in the same nine names. You I know mean, what I mean? So I knew what risk I was throwing um, when potentially doing this draft topic. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's probably the greatest draft mockery topic we've ever done. It's up there <laughs> for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's there's just so many reasons why this works. <laughs> I mean, look, we've okay, we've we okay. pushed the envelope plenty of times, but this this is definitely no, uh, as I, close I, as it know, gets. Wow, Tim. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm surprised, gonna just, Tim. Yeah, I know that race. I didn't think anyone was. You, well, usually you're. I mean, in baseball too. Usually you got like a couple names just ready to go in the holster. Yeah, no, yeah, I do, but I just wanted to make sure I was I was getting the right one. Right. I could go with my coolest name ever, Hal McRae. Yeah. I could go with a cool name, Cedric Mullins. Oh, that's a good one. That's just a cool name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trey Mancini is kind of a cool, just a, got a cool feel just a to it. baseball dude name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Reese Hoskins. Don't get me that's... started on him right now. Yeah. How about another Baltimore <laughs> Oriole, Ryan Mountcastle? Yeah, that's good. Mountcastle, I thought about him. Yeah, that that is cool. They, they have the coolest names on their roster. Right. They really do. Um, but, uh, oh, man, you guys, you guys <laughs> really got me here. I'm going to go with, uh, I don't even know his first name. <laughs> But Tuffy Rhodes. Yes, Carl is his first name. Carl. Yeah, that's it. Wait, so it's Carl Tuffy Rhodes? <laughs> Tuffy, Tuffy Rhodes, Rhodes hit three homers on opening day one year. Yes, he did for the Cubs. Yep. 
Oh, man. And I, I probably had like eight major league career homers, but he had three. I think Tyler know. Houston did the same thing, didn't he, Kevin? Three in a, yeah, three on an opening day. That's oh, right. Yeah. All right, I, I'll, I'll try to get us back on track. I, w- I won't go the immature route, but um, I'll go another legendary just baseball name and all that. Give me, give me, uh, give me Catfish Hunter. Oh, Catfish. That's a good one. Catfish Hunter. Mark the Bird Fidrich. Oh, that's, see, that's a really good one. Um, the last pick for today's draft, Kevin. It's, I, I think this is a, a fantastic Mr. Irrelevant. Um, the last pick in this draft, just because we've we've brushed up on so, some of the darker areas of language and culture here at the oh, first yeah, 11 sure. picks. So I think you have to end with Braves prospect of the 90s and early 2000s, wonderful, terrific Mons. That was his actual name. <laughs> what? His actual <laughs> government really? name was wonderful, terrific Mons. Terrific. That's a wow. great pick. Oh, man. I'm going to do a little studying on this cat. What, what's his deal? He was he was uh, Braves prospect, kind of just after the whole like Javi Lopez, Ryan Klesko era, right? Like just the net, like Jermaine Die, like that era. Okay, he was wow. he was a good outfielder. I think he he had a shot to, to play in the show. He was pretty decent. Do I good dare pick. recap the teams? Yes, of course you do. <laughs> Get it, Sammy. Children, cover your ears. Uh, Tim, your team. Johnny Dickshot, uh, Jim Brewer, <laughs> Nick Beerbrot. And Carl Tuffy Rhodes. Oh, so good. My team, Rusty Koontz, Coco Crisp, Cannonball Titcomb, and Catfish Hunter. Ooh, that's good, too. Kevin, your team, Stubby Clap. Uh, I can't even read my own handwriting. Shooty. Shooty Babbitt. Razor Shines and Wonderful Terrific Mons. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do here? Wow, good stuff. I oh, love this. I want. I think I'm going to like mount a campaign. I, I've, I've got a softball game tonight. I'm going to get all of them to vote. <laughs> I was going to go with Thomas Henry Christensen. Oh, you don't want to know who was left on my board. I, well, probably, and, will and get, I probably will get fired. <laughs> the reason why would be of his initials, Thomas Henry Christensen. Yes, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> All right, Tim. Thank you for the time. All right, guys. We will uh, make sure to listen to the Gene Weidinger Plumbing Baseball postgame show tomorrow, and we will hear from you then. Guys, sound great as always. Tim, we love you. Have a good one. Bye now. Love you, Tim. Tim is, he's a rock star. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan, has he feeling anxious? Breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Also a reminder, Knight's Gourmet Popcorn, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. When you go there, make sure to mention 1250 and the fan. You'll get yourself 20% off your order. Why don't we go pick a lane here in a minute? You want to do that next? Let's do it. On the Fan Afternoon Show, stick around.